Welcome back everyone to Stay in Your Lane, brought to you by Triple T Transport. Today we've got a big bout, two heavyweights, probably going to go nine, ten rounds I'm thinking. Today we've got in the blue corner, Bob Costello. He hails from the American Trucking Association for 25 years, 25 and 0, Bob Costello. In the red corner, Dan North from the Baltimore, Maryland area. Allianz Trade, 27 years, 27 and 0. So we got two undefeated heavyweights here. Gonna be good. And this time we're gonna do things a little different. Uh, I've prepared some questions for each of you, and I'd love to uh, love to have your thoughts. All right. So first one uh, is gonna be Dan. Uh, would it be safe for us to say that the economy is now in recession? If so, when did it start? If it has. And what do you see uh, as factors that could determine how long this will, this will be with us? Okay, so let me start by looking at the definition of a recession. A lot of people think that the definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth, gross domestic product, the broadest measure of the health of uh, the economy. That's a rule of thumb. It's not really the technical definition, which I think is a little bit better which says that a recession is that is a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and lasts more than a few months. I think that's a better definition because it offers some leeway as to uh, you know what to look at instead of just one number and and for how long. But then, you know, on the other hand, I have to say who cares? Who cares what the definition is? Do I really care about whether GDP is minus 0.2 or plus 0.2? No, I, I care if business conditions are good. Business people know when we're in a recession. They know when business is good. And I care about, do I have a job or not? That's, that's really the more important measure to me. The Federal Reserve has been on a rampage against interest rates. Rightly so, because it had to kill inflation, even even it was they were start so behind. That's had why they've had to be so aggressive. But in raising rates like that, they've decimated the uh, housing market. They've sent the manufacturing sector into recession. Um, there are now cracks in the labor markets. Uh, job openings are falling. Job growth is slowing. We've got more and more layoffs and so forth. And biggest driver of all is consumption, well, that was down for the third loss in four months. So we're certainly starting to see and have been seeing factors in the business sector that show us a slowing. But there is one thing that is keeping us out of a recession at the moment, and that's the services sector, which is something like 80% of the economy. That's still holding up, but it is fading we think it's quite likely we'll enter a recession in the second half of this year, maybe a little sooner. Now, the much harder question to answer is, how long is it gonna last and how deep it's gonna be? Well, we think it's gonna be something of a moderate time period. It's since World War II, the average length has been like 11 months. So we're saying two quarters, maybe three, and um, you know something along the average of depth. Very good. Thank you. Um, next question, Bob, to come your direction. Uh, is it just the United States we're, 
that's facing this or, or are other countries facing the same thing? Because I see some different reports out there and I'm wondering how we're doing in comparison with how everyone else is doing. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, maybe if, if, if you and, and Dan don't mind, I might just add a little bit to what Dan said, because I agreed with like everything he said, but from a sort of transportation perspective, um, I will say that uh, the good side of the economy has been in recession, right? And if we look at things that drive freight, that's housing starts are, are in a recession. If we look at manufacturing activity, the PMI, manufacturing PMI has now been in contraction for what, four straight months, I think. Mm -hmm. um, we've had uh, bloated inventories for a while that retailers in particular have been trying to work off. That has also been a drag on freight. So, so from the U.S. perspective, I agree with everything Dan said, but from a goods part of the economy, I think we have been in a recession. And I think the, the inventory cycle is getting closer to sort of turning the other way, not necessarily booming, but I think the retailers are getting close to being where they want to be. And so we may actually see some headwinds start, at least not be as strong uh, here in the second half of the year uh, for freight, which would be a very interesting dynamic if that, in fact, takes takes place. Now, to get to your question, um, no, we're not alone. And in fact, some ways we say we were saying for a little while that the, the, the U.S. was the best house on a bad block. Um, and, um, and so, you know, I like to look at this as who are our biggest trading partners and, and what are they doing? And, you know, I also like to look at the European Union as a whole, right? So if you look at that, I mean, uh, Europe's got, I mean, there, there's a war going on in Europe. Um, there's, there's energy problems over there and all that, that's, that's not doing great. Uh, you know, next on the list, if we look at both imports and exports combined and, and goods only, you know, uh, our, our neighbors to the north. Um, and, uh, and and that's not too bad. They've been doing all right up in Canada. I think things are slowing down up there, uh, but but not terribly uh, bad. You know, also the thing about Canada and Mexico, the joke is the U.S. sneezes and they catch a cold, right? So, um, <laughs> and, and so that is something to watch for. Mexico, um, you know, Mexico's got some issues going on, uh, no doubt, but I'm telling you, freight, truck freight with Mexico is strong. Uh, Laredo is still posting some strong numbers. I mean, and I think that's part of this, this idea of nearshoring, reshoring, friendshoring, whatever you want to call it. It, it. it takes a long time, but it's real. So we're not alone, is the short answer to your question. Well, with what you're telling me about inventories and starting to match up, you know, we see it in the trucking industry. We see it on the front side. Right. We're the first to feel it as things stop being purchased. Yeah. You know, you bring up a good point. The thing that folks need to be ready for that could add a little boost to freight is is all the spending on infrastructure that is about to hit. Um, you know, they, they, it's a, it was a historic amount um, and we haven't really seen much of it yet. Wonderful. Thank you for a good answer and, and well thought out, both of you. Um, next question back to you, Dan. Inflation that we're seeing has already peaked. Will it subside as fast as it has appeared? Number one. And then with that, if it remains sticky, how long type of a question? And uh, best and worst case scenarios with the election next year, uh, 24 being an election year, things are normally pretty flat. Let me start with uh, the inflation picture. Prices are always sticky, and that's the case we have now. So we haven't seen a month-to-month -month negative 
uh, prices shrinking every, on a month-to-month basis in a long time. Year-over-year inflation is slowing, certainly slowing, but it doesn't mean prices are going down. Most measures of inflation have peaked or appear to have peaked, but there's one that looks to be more difficult, that looks stickier than any of the others, and that's the one the Federal Reserve likes to look at most closely. It's called the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index, X energy and X food, because food and energy are volatile. So we call it the core, the PCE core. That's not going down real fast. So it means that the Federal Reserve, noticing this, has been continuing to raise rates, maybe skip in May, but will raise rates one more time. I think that they've been so aggressive on raising the Fed funds rate that it's going to take and it's going to start driving that PCE core down. As far as um, the election goes, uh, the Federal Reserve, I think, has really been driving the inflation bust because they made so much money available much, much too cheaply. Too much easy money for too long. That's the formula for inflation. Politics, I've seen change in a heartbeat. You think somebody's gone down and out and they're back in a couple months. So, you know, it's pretty hard to say what the election's going to be and how it uh, how it bears. The best case scenario, what do you what do you say that is, Dan? Right. So, I think the best case scenario is that these very aggressive rate hikes from the Federal Reserve are going to do what they're intended to do. And it's been the most aggressive set of rate hikes in the modern era, I would call it, before Volcker. Uh, the most aggressive, again, because they got caught behind. And uh, since it's been the most aggressive and the most rapid, I think it will eventually take hold. The best scenario is those rate hikes will have their effect. The worst, of course, is coming back to the oil price hikes that indeed could drive up uh, prices here in the States, particularly in gasoline, of course. Um, That's what I would see at the moment being the most at risk. Thank you, Dan. Um, Bob, what is the impact in our industry, transportation-wise, from interest rates coming up so aggressive? And uh, with the banking industry shaken, is that going to change it? Yeah, so good question. Um, As interest rates continue to to go up, and I agree, it takes a while for that to be felt throughout the the economy, that's going to limit the ability of households to buy bigger ticket items, right? Because the cost of those items go up. And that will have an, an sort of what I would call, you know, an interest rate indirect impact on the industry. I, I guess it's it's a little direct in that we're hauling that stuff. But what I mean is that's not exactly the impact on the trucking industry. It's on the impact on households, which then has an impact on the truck on the trucking industry and really transportation in general and the supply chain in general. So that's that's a concern, right? And these, you know, whether that's, you know, yes, we think of cars and homes, but it's also things that you know, people buy. I mean, I'm hearing about all these people that went out during the pandemic and bought a new boat and bought, you know, uh, quads and all this sort of stuff. Now that, that got a variable interest rate and those are going up and, and they're having a harder time making those payments, which means they're spending less money elsewhere. So so that's, you know, we need to think about that in the supply chain. Um, to you more specifically to your question, um, yeah, it's having an impact in the trucking industry as well. You know, think about some of these carriers that I think 
during the pandemic, you know, the spot market was booming and 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 we weren't building enough uh, new trucks and trailers. And, and so the used truck market and used trailer market just surged in price. And, and a lot of these smaller to medium fleets went out and bought that equipment. Now spot market rates have come down, spot market volumes have come down, their costs remain high. Um, you add on interest rates on top of that, I, I think there's, boy, there's a lot of fleets out there, smaller, uh, smaller, medium-sized ones, not just because they're small or medium. That's not the reason. It's because it's those that play in the spot market and went out and bought that used, expensive used equipment. I think they're in trouble. Now, let's be clear. There is a lot of pent-up demand still for new equipment. Um, but we also know not only have interest rates gone up, the price of that equipment has gone up as well. Not to the extent that used truck and trailer prices did during the height, but they have gone up significantly. So that's also gonna then have an impact on some fleets in, in their ability to replace that equipment. And if they don't replace it, what happens? Their maintenance costs go up. Um, it's a necessary, the Fed, I'm not even disagreeing with what the Fed has done. I'm just saying the reality is there's going to be a lot of, um, uh, fleets out there that are are, are going to have, um, especially a lot of small fleets are going to have a difficult time servicing some of these uh, loans that they have. Uh, we saw last week, we saw another carrier uh, went out of business, I want to say uh, around 455 drivers mm -hmm. out of the Southeast. I, I think, you know, John, I think that we are just starting to see that. I think you are going to continue to see more and more of that shakeout happening as we go through the year. I think this is a good place for us to stop for the day and we'll pick it back up tomorrow. Continue watching on the next episode of the Stay in Your Lane podcast.